You are listening to the Fuerte Network. Welcome everybody. Thank you for joining us at Soul Media. Yo soy Luisa Contreras and I have Daniel Rodriguez here with me. I got invited today. Thank you. <laughs> Trying out something new here, you know, you know. How was your week, Danny? It, it's been long, to be honest. It's been pretty long. Tell um, me about it. <laughs> well, I went to Mexico City for my birthday last you month. Did. I did. And uh, for all the clients that were calling me while I was out for my birthday weekend, <laughs> Uh, I'm calling you back soon, so just catching up on work and just kind of getting back in the groove. But I had an amazing time in Mexico City. Para todos mis amigos yes. en la ciudad de México, los saludo. Uh, tuve un tiempo estupendo en la ciudad de México, and I hope to be back soon. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Sorry I couldn't join you this year, but you know, more trips will come. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I have a birthday every year. It so happens. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh wait, mine's first by two days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what are we talking about today, Danny? What are we talking about? I don't know. There's so much to talk about. I'm still like upset about Trump. <laughs> I'm still upset about gas prices. I'm still like there's still a war <laughs> going on in Ukraine. Right whatever happened to Venezuela? Whatever happened to Venezuela? Like there's still a war, right? Hashtag Arizona uplift right oh, now. Okay. okay. Oh, that okay. you bring the uplift. I try to bring. I I, I keep it real. I bring the reality. You can go ahead and do the uplift. Oh man! All right. <laughs> no, but you know what? I was I w- I have been catching up because to be okay. honest, I didn't I didn't start following the whole issue with the Johnny Depp trial and and Amber Heard. Yes. Um, I wasn't following it early on because I thought it was just <laughs> gonna be like another like tabloid sort of thing. Right. And I'm like, I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't care what's going on with Johnny Depp to be honest. But then, <laughs> um, as he continued and I started to reading like reading newspaper articles about it, it became very interesting to me especially as a family law divorce attorney uh, and the issue of domestic violence and you know I ca- i'm kind of really enthralled by right. it right now i'm really into it and not so much about what's happening between them you know but how how we're talking about it how people that are reading the news are talking about it and how people are taking sides and it's so Hashtag interesting team that <laughs> <laughs> well hold on well first of all because i'm still learning about it i don't know so, i know you like donnie Depp, and you've seen all the pirate of whoever movies so like what's going on like what what is going on with johnny dead in this woman what is going on so much is going on to be honest with you um uh, i mean just so much but i think lately or the, the latest is um you know depp is suing hurt it's a, a defamation lawsuit so my thing is with that it's it's not about you know whether he was a good husband bad husband whether she was a good wife or a bad wife this right now is about in my opinion defamation of character now i don't know exactly what all defamation of character entails that's where you come in right, right. but what i do know is that she has just been caught on lie after lie after lie i mean there's video like it's it's no you know like 
portraying well, where things. did it start? Because I mean, every lawsuit, especially uh, you know, now we get into the legal, there right. have to be like actions, right? So then defamation, the whole thing of defamation is somebody said something, right, that is allegedly a lie, okay, and and somebody suffered because of that lie. So if I understand it correctly, Amber said something She's about been saying a lot, yeah, about Johnny Depp being a domestic abuser. And that hurt him. And we're talking about money here. Right. He lost a lot of money. And now he's suing her. And he has to prove essentially that he's lying. But what what has she been saying? Where did it start? I mean, that he's like abused her, like physically, mentally, like broken nose, supposedly. Mind you. Okay. She said broken nose, like, you know, punches in the face, all these things. And like the very next day she had uh, uh, interviews and and you know, photo shoots literally like the next day or a couple of, I mean, if you have a broken nose, you don't recover from that. No makeup. Hold kit. on, hold on, hold on. What? I think, I think anybody that has been, um, on like dates <laughs> with people they met online will tell you that makeup and filters can do wonder. So like, what do you mean? Like, okay, she had photo shoots the next day. That doesn't mean that she didn't have makeup covering like a bruised eye. I don't know what makeup would like cover up a busted lip. Like you can't cover up a busted lip with makeup, no matter how dark or how red your lipstick is. You don't cover up an actual like injury, a busted lip. Okay. So she's saying things and apparently you and other people think that she's lying. She is lying. I don't okay. think I know she's lying. She's been caught lying. Uh, another lie. Okay, so one, so in this trial for defamation, obviously they have to testify. Yes. One of the people that testified was her makeup artist, Melanie Inglises. And I mean, she testified under oath but that she had to cover up the bruises, that she had to cover up the split lip, lip that you were talking about back in what, December 2015. So this is a woman who also has her career on the line who, think about, you're a makeup artist. Are you and sure you about that? Because be I heard that she testified that there was no bruises. No, she testified that she covered up the bruises and she covered up the, the split lip. And so if you're this woman and you have a career in Hollywood and okay. you're going up against one of the biggest like actors, Johnny Depp, like there has to be some credibility as to what she's saying. Like I said, it's, I think they only know what truly happened and didn't happen. But part of it is that she had like a lot to gain from it. Like not only the money, she said that she was going to donate the money, right? She's never donated anything. Uh, she said that she never informed TMZ about the whole divorce thing. You know, she wanted to tell Johnny Depp prior to, and what happened? She like gave herself up saying that she contacted TMZ, sending them the info pretty much before Depp was contacted. Like just like everybody else, she was playing the media. Uh, she was playing the victim. And honestly, at this point, like Johnny, there's no coming back for Johnny. Like the, like the impact that all of her allegations and lies have caused is just you you can't come back from that. Like yeah. even if, if his name is 100% clear, like just like not even the money, you know, but just like everything, everything about Johnny Depp is just... Well, he was claiming that because legacy. of yeah, he was claiming that because of these uh, allegations that he lost twenty two point five million dollars that he couldn't do the next movie for uh, Fantastic Beasts and also the next uh, sort of movie for the Pirates of the Caribbean. So I mean, that's what the defamation suit kind of focuses on, like the money he lost. But again, 
Okay, let's, let's Amber Heard. Let's say that she did try to make money off of this. That doesn't, because somebody tries to make money off of it, it doesn't take away the fact that they could have been victims of abuse, right? It, so just because you're a victim of abuse, you're not supposed to go out there and try to make money. She's a Hollywood star, right? We live in a capitalist society. Uh, I wish that Wait. the clients that I've represented that have been victims of domestic violence can make money sharing their stories as opposed to just sharing it you know, for, to share it. Like, I mean, more power to her if she made money, but it doesn't take away the fact that she may have been a victim of domestic violence. What is a victim of domestic violence? Well, I mean, from what I was hearing, they're, like you said, the pushing, the shoving, the threats. If uh, you push back, if you instigate, are you still a victim? Because Johnny Depp's saying, what, is he saying like he's defending himself or something? I mean, he was defending himself. He tried to walk away several times. Yeah, and there was an audio of Amber that they showed at trial where she was saying, nobody's ever going to believe you that, that you were punched. a punched, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. No, and I get it, and I get it. Because I, I, I see do you, Danny? I do see, you? Trust me, trust me. Like, <laughs> I, I do divorces, okay? So, like, I do custody cases. I do divorces. Domestic violence is, like, a thing I, I see and hear every day. Right. And, and I can see both false allegations of domestic violence, a lot of individuals, a lot of individuals in the cases that I've done try to use things like orders for protection or domestic violence to take right. away somebody's rights over their children. And oh, there's been cases where I don't believe some of these people. I'm representing the person that's being accused of these things. Yeah. Uh, so I, absolutely, I can see when people are trying to gain the system, to gain an advantage, whether it's money, whether it's custody rights, I see that. But I also see that there are real victims of domestic violence. And I also see that there's mutual domestic violence. And that that's kind of what it sounds like to me, that these two people just had a really fucking toxic relationship, that they yeah. both did things to each other. Right. And they're still doing things with each other. They're just doing it now in the public eye. The thing is, she brought it up in the public eye. She's the one that started this whole shithole of things. Thank God there's no kids involved, because that would have been really sad. But I mean, what would you do? Not bring it up? Why? I mean, well, again, no. Why no. bring it up if you were the one instigating it, though? Why bring it up when maybe you are the abuser? Like, I, I think that that's the thing for me. Like, I honestly think she planned this whole thing. Like, why start recording all these conversations? Why start videotaping all these things? Like, because she had an attorney. He, she, the, well, I tell yeah. my clients all the time that are victims of domestic violence, hey, guys, I need evidence. You better record this. You better have a text message. You better, I mean, something. Right. Okay. Well, record the whole thing. Like, but that's the thing. She only recorded him like at his worst. Right. Like, um, and I don't know if this one's true or not, but, uh, he struggles with, uh, substance abuse. Right. He begged for medicine for his substance abuse. She held it back for him. Like, I honestly think she's evil. Like, but that's just my opinion. And and, I, and, when I, and and that's what I find interesting that like the whole country has really taken sides in terms of, okay, who's telling the truth? Who's not? But I feel like we just have to be careful because take your again, side, honey. Yeah, I, I'm not taking. I'm an attorney. Take okay? your I, side. I'm, unless somebody pays me, I'm not taking either of their sides. No, but uh, I, I see both sides. I can see when people gain the system and lie. I can see when there's mutual domestic violence. I can see that. But but I think that's what people need to understand that there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of victims of domestic violence out there that are looking at this trial. And let's say that Amber was a victim. Maybe she was also an, a, an aggressor, 
Maybe look, I'm not saying that she wasn't. I'm There's saying no I think maybe. They both I were. mean, there is. I think maybe they both they're were. Both yes. Were, yeah. But that doesn't take away her victim status. So now she's a victim and she's going out there sharing her story and she's getting sued by this man who's a lot more powerful than her. And I'm thinking about the women and men that I'm representing that are now thinking, hey, if I go and say that I was a victim of domestic violence and I don't have clear proof, am I going to get sued? And so I'm just worried that a lot of people, one, are going to start questioning victims of domestic violence and two, victims of domestic violence are not going to want to go out there and share their stories. I think... That's uh, why I mean, I understand what you're saying, but what about the the men's side? You know, what about the now that there there is men who are abused domestically or mentally or physically? There are men out there and it's I don't think it's very uh, common for them to come out. Right. Like she said it right. Like, what are you going to tell them that I beat you? You know, are you going to tell them that I punched you? Like, is that what you're going to tell them? Like literally making fun of like the whole situation. Why? Because it's, it's, it's not common. And I feel like it's going to make it easier for those men because there are a lot of men now who are mentally and physically abused in, in domestic relationships. And that maybe that's some of the positive things that can come out of, of this trial. And, and, and having two boys myself, like, if they, well, first of all, they shouldn't be in that situation. But if they ever were to find themselves in that situation, like, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm thinking now, like, am I going to say what? Hit back? Don't hit back? Walk away? What if she if she doesn't let them walk away? Yeah. And, and it, it is. But again, and that that's the discussion that hopefully that our families are having by having this freaking trial in, on our TVs every day. And I just wanted to share some information because, you know, we are talking about, you know, <laughs> hashtag team Amber or team Johnny or whatever Pick it may side, be. Danny. Pick but, a side, Danny. Pick a But it is a real issue. And so, for example, I wanted to share some information about domestic violence here in Arizona um, for, for people that are listening. Arizona, when it comes to murder, uh, domestic violence related murders, for example, Arizona has one of the highest rates in the nation. Out of the top 10 states of the highest wow. rates of females murdered by an intimate partner. Arizona's in, the, in that list, along with South Carolina, Texas, Georgia. Um, and yes, one in three women and one in four men have been victims of physical domestic violence by an intimate partner. One in three female murder victims were killed by an intimate, intimate partner. And one in 20 male murder victims have been killed by an intimate partner. One in three women murder victims that means that if you were a, if you're a woman and you were murdered there's a 33 percent chance that it was by somebody that oh, you had an intimate relationship with that's freaking crazy that's that's, scary. that's that is scary as hell so it's a real issue and and again this johnny dead trial it can't bring about maybe good messages in terms of the fact that men do suffer suffer from domestic violence, the fact that there is mutual domestic violence, the fact that domestic violence is a very, very complicated thing. Uh, but let's focus on that and not on who's telling the truth, who's not, because at the right. end of the day, we don't fucking know. Yeah, we don't we know. We don't know. And, and uh, well, well, like you said, what we do know is, I think they were both yeah. in on, they were, it was mutual domestic violence. It doesn't take away the fact that they were both wrong. Right. But, but just kind of simplifying it, um, I'm scared that people are going to simplify the issue and I'm scared that real victims right. are not going to come out. No, I know. Like I joke, teamed up. And if you're not teamed up, you're team heard, by the way. But yeah. 
you know. <laughs> as an attorney, though, the clips that I saw of the actual trial, just as a purely sort of objective attorney, it was fucking hilarious. I think, I mean, looking <laughs> at these attorneys, I feel so good about myself because these are like attorneys that are getting paid millions of We're dollars. We're not going to start with Camille. Well, these are attorneys name. that are getting paid millions of dollars. She's and doing a good job. Look, I'm look, I'm not naming names. I didn't even say Camille. All I'm saying is that I need to get paid more for the work that I freaking <laughs> do because I was looking at some of these attorneys and, you know, I can do a lot better. So you know what, Miss um, Heard, you want to give me a call? <laughs> I can help you out. But she did look a, a bit rehearsed. You know, and that's she a, that's so rehearsed. When that's but the thing is, we don't know if that's her or her attorney. I've met attorneys that like really play this like oh you're gonna go out there and you're gonna cry and you're gonna and you know what people see through that bullshit oh my god people see through that bullshit she's the worst actress like ever because she was trying like to act about the worst part is when you try to act something that is real like if an attorney when i help victims of domestic violence i don't tell them go out there and cry and (laughs) I tell them, go out there. And you know what I tell them? And this is straight up. And everybody that I cannot share personal information about my clients, but you guys can comment if you guys want and you guys are out there. What I tell my clients is go out there and tell the truth. Yeah. Because when you go out there and tell the truth, there's no reason to like tell it's people genuine. to practice and to and to cry. You can see when somebody's being genuine. But Miss Heard, even if she was telling the truth, she sounded fake and she looked fake because she sounded rehearsed. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I wish she had the the little clip, the my dog stepped on a bee. <laughs> Did you see that? My kids and I were doing it. It was hilarious. And the face she made. Oh, Dani, if you have that later, pull it up. <laughs> Rosa saying Team Camille. <gasps> oh, yes. Thing. Yes, Rosa. <laughs> I thought she you were Team Deb. No, Camille is uh, Deb's lawyer. I bro. don't know who they are. <laughs> I'm just starting to learn about this. All I know is, and I'm drinking my black self. Oh, black. What is this? Our drink of the day. What's the? By the way, alcohol makes domestic violence situations sixty percent worse. Really? Yeah. Is that like a legit? Nope, I just made it up. (laughs) But it's probably true. I mean, come on. Uh, I think it's a little higher. (laughs) I'm like, really? Only sixty? What's a ship that has black sails, honey? What? What's a ship that has black sails? A ship that has black sails. For everybody out there, he's a lawyer. He's pretty busy. Has no social life. I do have <laughs> a quite busy schedule. <laughs> What's uh, the ship? I don't know. The Black Pearl, honey. The Black Pearl. Captain Jack Sparrow on the Black oh, Pearl. Oh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I get it. I mean, that was so like 2010. <laughs> Anyways, it's uh, it's a classic. Okay. You, yeah. So the reason why uh, this is inspired, uh, this is a Captain... What was it? A Captain K? Morgan? Is it Captain Morgan? <laughs> no, it's not Captain Morgan. You would not be drinking if it was Captain Morgan. Uh, oh, Captain Sparrow. Thank you. I'm sorry. You made me lose track over here when you didn't know. Um... Yes, Captain Sparrow drink, and it is Jack's. Uh, Jack. <laughs> uh, Captain Morgan and Manzanita del Sol. Why Manzanita del Sol? Because that's what's on the fridge. And then I mixed them, and it was pretty good. So I was like, hey. I mean, it is good. Captain Sparrow. I feel like the drinks you've had in the last couple of episodes have been tasty, but like dangerous, like really strong. Yeah, it's the only yeah. way I can kind of like get you to drink more. Yeah. <laughs> It's part of the contract, guys. Well, anyways, I want to just put really quickly again, for those of you in Arizona who are victims of domestic violence or you know victims of domestic violence, I want to give you some information so that you know where the resources are and who to call. 
it's good to look at this trial, to be involved, um, you know, talk to your friends about it, talk to your family, but understand that domestic violence is a very, very complicated issue. So if you are a victim of domestic violence, we have the National Domestic Violence Hotline where you can call 1-800-799-7233. Um, there's other local numbers as well in Arizona that are, we're putting up there and we're going to post on Facebook for those of you who are listening to the uh, podcast. Uh, and of course, talk to an attorney. Uh, orders of protections are available for for victims of domestic violence or threats. So please take care of yourselves. And it's always important to have a safety plan. Don't forget again, to record everything. Of course. Uh, now you can record, right? Okay. Uh, again, <laughs> I do I do divorces. I do custody. And I see this. And I always tell my clients, it's very important to have a safety plan. And it's very important to have a, a, a support team. So yes. build that. If you are a victim of domestic violence, you can get out of that situation. All right. So next we're going to have our guest who is coming back to talk about all the crazy shit going on in the Arizona legislature <laughs> and what you can do to kind of like help out because there's a lot. So really quickly after this quick break, we're going to have Abdi Lopez with us again talking about what's going on at the Arizona legislature. What is going on? A lot is going on. We'll see. All right, so I'm looking at some of the comments that you guys are posting. And by the way, I just want to say that I'm Team Sophia here because I, you are so much more prepared to discuss this. I agree with you. I agree with you. Sophia, by the way, is commenting about like okay. domestic violence and whether there's mutual domestic violence. And there's this whole movement. Uh, are, are, they try to frame it as men's rights and things like that. It, it, it's a complicated issue, absolutely. But I agree with you, Sophia. Thank you for your comments. And again, it, this is the kind of discussion that I hope that we are generating and that people are talking about as opposed to just simplifying it uh, as, as you know, heard versus dead. It is, it is a very complicated issue. Um, and again, uh, please check out the post for any resources that you can have. And we have Abdi. Yes, I'm so glad to be here. You guys are so fun. Uh, so hi, everyone. I tend to be an expert in all things advocacy. So I, I will try expert. not to bore you guys. <laughs> I will try not to bore you guys too much, but I want to bring you guys good information and easy to digest. So let's get started. So what's going on? So we're closing up legislative sessions. So laws are written in Arizona the first weeks of the year. So that means that we'll have to wait till next year to really write new laws. But all of the laws that have been proposed have processed and gotten to their very final stage of the lawmaking process, which is the governor's desk. So me and my colleagues sat down to look at all of the laws uh, and the way that they work, right, uh, is that all of the laws that have gotten to the governor's desk um, are now being signed into law because of the support that we have by the Republican Party, who is the party of our governor. And uh, if we go to the next slide, you can see that there were so many laws on voting, on women's rights, which is a popular topic, abortion, right? right? And there were laws also about criminal justice. And one of those laws that has been already signed by the governor um, is about you know voting, and it really is making it harder to vote. And those citizens who have been voting since the a the you know a long, 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 long time, centuries ago we are seeing that um, they will need to provide more information, right? Which is just along the lines of the conspiracy theory of the fact that our elections aren't secure. So right. anyway, so um, that's been happening. And if we go to the next slide, and you guys can take a screenshot of this, we had 149 election bills this legislative session this year to try to go through the legislature, right? To restrict voting or to modify the way we vote. Of 
all of those, only seven got through the funnel to be signed by the governor. And what we're seeing is that in each and every one of the stages of the process, bills are getting lost. There were not, not one Democratic bill, Danny, got out of committee, meaning that not one Democratic bill was heard on the on the floor right which is tells us a lot about our legislature right? right meaning that if you are not republican guess what your bill will never be heard right so um as we go along we're we're seeing that and i'm putting the thumbs up thumbs down for bad bills good bills right um and these are bills that are making it harder to vote and yes we successfully made it harder for people to vote this legislative session yep let's go all the these bit. are the ones that got approved these are all signed by the governor. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wait, hold on, hold on. So uh -huh. give me a quick read. Okay, so it's gonna be harder to vote now. What else? Right now, uh, we're seeing that if you are going to get an abortion, well, guess what? You can get somebody to help you get an abortion because they would be categorized as a felon, right? And that's the next bill that you guys are seeing. There's like, there's a ban that no, no uh, health professional can help you get an abortion if you're 15 weeks out. Um, and this also includes, there's no exception if you're a victim of rape or incest with this law that was signed in by our government. Question, this may be off tangent, uh -huh. but I was thinking about this the other day. There's a lot of states that are passing sort of anti-abortion laws, very, very sort of crazy ass bills. <laughs> but th these are states. And even though we have lines for a state, the state government doesn't have all the power in every area of a state. Typically, there's going to be federal property and there's going to also be uh, property by our tribes or tribal uh, property. So here in Arizona, we have the Navajo tribe, we have Pima, we have a few. So can the tribes and can the federal government say, look, we're going to open up clinics in this property and it's going to, it's going to be accessible to individuals that want to have an abortion. Like, why are we letting the states do this? Why isn't the federal government doing something about that? And what are the tribes doing? That's a really interesting question. I'll get back to you guys on that. But you know what's so interesting is the fact that this law persecutes not the person who got the abortion, the person that assisted. So if there's a doctor whose medical license depends on the state of Arizona, they can take it away right because that's what there's that's what they're penalizing they're giving them felonies and a felony can mean mean the end of your of your career if you assist someone to get a healthy abortion right and yeah, that's what this bill is doing and, and every bill Danny must have their own angle and take at this and remember it takes a really long time to get these bills through the legislative process and there's a lot of stakeholders and private interests and this is the bill that 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 got that got through the legislature mm -hmm. and there's another one that thankfully didn't go through but that's what we're seeing mm -hmm. yeah and as we go uh we are awaiting a few signatures on a few of those bills that are about uh, pretty much elections. It requires, you know, um, them to check the felon list and take people off from the county recorders. And it's all about voting, right? And trying to follow this big lie that our elections were rigged, that people that weren't supposed to vote were voting. And that's why we have the president that we have. And that's why that is um, the staple that we're seeing in the Arizona legislature. That's the, the food they're eating. Um, and that's what we're still seeing on the table for our governor to sign. So keep going. I don't want to bore you guys too much. I'm going to get to the really interesting stuff. But of course, we're waiting on the scouts decision, which Danny, you can tell us more about this. But it really is going to help us um, it re it re help us understand what our next steps are going to be, right? Because if that decision goes through, what we're going to see is that the rights that women have to get an abortion are are 
going to be non-existent, right? Because what we're seeing is that women right now are able to get an abortion, but without that guarantee that, you know, this, this law allows, they will be persecuted, right? Our legislature right now is going to persecute them. If not now, they'll persecute them next year, right? So it's important that we know, and there was a bill that we were able to stall, Danny, which is not all this bad news, right? We were able to... Um, to not make it criminal to take, you know, the, there's that the day after pill, yeah. you know, that pill. They were trying to make it illegal then mm. that if I, you know, for whatever reason, um, know that I should take that pill because I don't want to start a family after whatever happened the day before. Right. right. Then this law would have made it illegal for me, would wow. have criminalized me for taking the day after pill. Can you believe it? But anyways, we and, there's, and there's to- other states that have already sort of are they're moving on that it's it's not like we discussed in the first episode in the last episode it's not just the, the right to abortion it's it's about contraceptions they're going to come after that next they're going to come after interracial marriages so it's just like a gate to a whole bunch of essentially civil rights that we gained in the 60s and the 70s that they're trying to undo but yeah if, if you guys think it's going to stop with abortion uh, you better hold your condoms because that's probably next <laughs> and you know what's funny is that these bills are going to come up next year so learn them see who did it because you shouldn't vote for these people that you don't want to keep pushing these ideas right and if we go on to the next one we can go on to the next one and um, those are just some of the summary words that i will we'll get to later Go on to the next one. You'll be able to see um, that criminal justice for me is really important. Reason why I decided to be here, right, Danny? I want to be a lawyer too, and I want to do criminal justice reform. But harsher sentencing. Our state is so is at the forefront of making it harder to get out of prison, making it easy to get into prison, and that's what these bills are doing. They're making it a felony. For example, like let's say that I have a, a condition, right? My mental health doesn't allow me to maybe make the, the fastest, bestest decisions. I'm in a hospital. I slap a nurse and the nurse says, you know what? I'm set with what you did. I'm going to persecute you. Guess what? what? That was no longer a misdemeanor. Now it's a felony. Right? But, but say maybe people can understand about why we even have people in prisons. And the majority of people that are currently in prison, in jail, they're not there because they're dangerous to you. They're not there because they're going to do something bad if they're released. They're there for three reasons. One, capitalism. Two, racism. Well, that's the main ones. Now, why capitalism and why racism? We know the rates of individuals or persons of color that get arrested and go to prison are much higher than that of their white counterparts. But also capitalism. And what do I mean by that? There's still slavery in this country. Look at our immigrant population, but not just that. Look at the population in prisons that are working for literally 10 cents an hour for big corporations. So that's slavery. Also, guess who pays for these people that are not dangerous to you, that are not dangerous to your community? Guess who pays for that? You do. You're giving money to private companies to put these people in jail because through our taxes, we pay for that. And do you know how much you pay per day to hold someone in an Arizona prison? probably more than you pay to put your kids in daycare. So we have to pay attention to that, that all the bullshit that they sell us about these people being dangerous and they need to be in jail, it's just that, it's bullshit. They just want your money and you're paying for that. Yeah, and they're making it harsher. And not. And we're not talking about making it a fee or a fine or a crime or illegal. We're talking about sending people to prison for life, right? We're, that's what they're playing. And if you look at the legislature, all of the laws that, I, that we compiled and followed, which was over 60 for criminal justice, they all revolve around policing. 
there was there and we'll skip them but there were a few bills that actually Danny made it a crime to flash a a laser or any any light onto a, a police officer it made it and there's different you know different techniques that police unions want to write into law so that if you decide to protest they're able to persecute you because of the way you protested, right? Which is what another thing that we're seeing. We're seeing harsher sentencing. We're seeing increased policies for incarceration um, and blocking reentry, right? Making it harder. We want to label you as a criminal. We want to label you as a felon so you don't vote, so you don't get back into society and be able to own a house, uh, get a car, right? We're seeing all of these barriers and guess why it's red? because that's who controls our laws in our state. Mm -hmm. Go on to the next one. Anyway, so the, it goes on and on. And you, talking about the, the people who benefit from prison, guess what? If I, on the job, getting 10 cents an hour, like you said, hurt myself, guess who's not liable? Hmm. Guess who's not liable? The company that hired me, guess why? Because they're the ones paying for these politicians to write that law, right? Yeah. They're, the, they're, the, they're the dark money behind politics, right? And that's why we're seeing these laws, yeah, signed in by the governor, meaning that if a prisoner gets hurt, dies, not liable, right? The company that hired them or the circumstances that led by that company to that death, that injury, guess what? Not liable. Law this these last few days and the list goes on and on and remember that name Kavanaugh Kavanaugh is by far the person that has attacked our rights as immigrants and has attacked our rights also to make it harder to, to do misdemeanors and if we continue on the list guess what there is good news um, and we invite you to participate in the civic process right learn who your representative is if he's on the list well guess what we don't want him there next year so if we keep going uh, Danny you'll be able to see that there is a good, uh, there is, there are good things. If we keep going, there are good things. Remember that one bill I was telling you about, about the migrant hit list bill, yeah. where like families and we, we had a, a good episode on that one. If we continue going, guess what? We were able to stop it good. this year, right? Good. So thankfully to, yeah, that's it. Bravo, Woo! bravo on that. We have to take every win and like really celebrate, especially we here should. in Arizona. We I'm should. telling you right now, I'm sad. I'm like, you know what? I'm thinking there's like no abortions or no, uh, morning after pill and like population's gonna go crazy and you know uh mostly um minorities and the minorities are the ones that end up in jails and it's just like a freaking vicious crazy scary cycle yeah we have to yeah. defend our womanhood we have to defend all everything who we are you well, know? No, but the thing is that the prisons want you to have your babies because they're gonna be in a pipeline to the prisons, and you're gonna pay to have your baby be in that prison. Yeah. Think about that. And the budget's only increasing for prisons, which is really interesting. We have the That's lowest prison population crazy. at the time being, and guess what? They're pushing for that budget to increase, which kind of gives you gives you a preview, right, of what they're gonna be doing next. But if you if you follow us, um, you can follow us at Justice Work USA. Something interesting, Danny, is that you're actually gonna see some of these laws in your ballot because there's two ways that laws become law, right? They can become law by the people you elect, or they can become law by the voters, meaning that on that ballot, I get to choose, right? And on right. this next election, which is gonna be in August, the primaries, right? And then there's gonna be the big laws are gonna be in preview in August, uh, no, in November, right? Is when you're gonna be able to elect these laws, right? And they're all gonna be about, for example, voting, making it harder to vote. Do we wanna make it harder to vote? 
I don't think so, right? Because we're able to exercise our rights as mothers, working mothers, working fathers, right? Um, and there's also a really good bill. If we go to the previous one, Danny, there's a really good bill um, that's actually going to do in-state tuition for undocumented folks. That's right. On the on the it'll be on the ballot. So oh, vote wow. yes for that one. If you follow me at Justice Work USA on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, I'll update you as things develop. But guess what? There's going to be free in-state tuition for our friends uh, yes. who are un, un, undocumented if we all vote on the ballot, right? If we all go go and vote, right? And then there's also you know really bad ones that are all about voting. I would just say wait. If you don't understand it, stay away from it because you're stealing somebody's ability to vote. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, and I just wanted to comment regarding the in-state tuition bill. As you guys know, that's sort of near and dear to my heart, being a dreamer and, and growing up undocumented in this country. So at the next um, episode for us, we are going to have somebody talking about that bill and what you can do to help those efforts because in-state tuition for dreamers is going to be on the ballot. I'm so excited. It Ooh. is part of the positive news that we are getting. And so hopefully we make that happen. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So you guys can follow us and we'll update you guys. There is the dark money petition that we're asking people to sign on for which is trying to get all of these, you know, private prisons and other interests that pay for our politicians and pay for these, you know, propaganda. Because guess what? Who doesn't want um, public education or education to be cheaper? Right. There are people out there and guess what they're going to say with those bills? They're going to spend a lot of money because right now they can hide behind a cloak because our laws allow it. So anyways, just reach out to us. We're going to try to fight dark money and we're going to try to fight to protect our elections. And there are petitions you can sign so that on the ballot in November, you can see those bills um, there and you can vote on them and we can have a voice and take the voice away from a group of people that do not represent who we are in Arizona. Yes. Thank well you said. so much, yeah, Abby. Thank you so much for being here Thank and giving us all the information. And we'll post as well any links that you can share with us of in course. regards mm -hmm. to how people can get involved. And please get involved, guys. Yes, it's not all Justice just... Work USA. That's right. Mm -hmm. And and here's the thing about the democracy that we still kind of have, that it's only bad news if we don't get involved. And if we right. get involved, it may be different. It may be good news. And it's just really up to you. So thank you, Abdi, for taking the time for being here. We'll share this in our social media, Facebook, yes. uh, primarily. So check it out. And yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. All right. Of course. We'll be right back, guys, and just we're gonna share some uh, uplifting story for we you guys. We need some uplifting in our we lives. We need some right uplifting now. <laughs> after all this Arizona stuff, Arizona laws, everything happening. All right. Well, this drink is definitely strong. What was it called again? <laughs> the Black Sails. No, Captain uh, Oregon. Captain Sparrow. Captain Sparrow. Very good. I need some good news. I need some good news because I feel like Man, domestic I violence and Arizona legislature, that's like really heavy, right? And 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 by the way, guys, if you guys have good news that you guys want to share um, coming out of Arizona, send it to us. The whole, one of the big purposes of like this show is to really share positive news and uplift the work that individuals, organizations, people are doing, people like Abdi who have been here with us before to share the work that she's doing. So if you have good stories, send it to us. It's, it, it's not all dread and gloom i miss I your pet photos on facebook i miss the food that you're eating i think that we should need to go back to that because i feel like everything is just kind of gloomy so what are the good stories today what are the good stories coming out of tempe uh there was actually a dog that was rescued you can't go wrong with dogs um, that's such like a cheap sort of like thrill like it's like who's gonna not be happy when a dog is rescued let me ask you something would you jump to a dirty canal trying to stab a dog? Not your dog. Random dog. dog. Not a puppy. A ugly dog. I'm I not saying this dog was ugly. I would want to, but I've never been in that situation. Oh my God, is that the dog? 
Yeah. That is so cute. Yeah, Who jumped into ugly. the canal? Uh, that, uh, Rusty. Rusty? Oh, wait. I says Rusty. <laughs> Salty. <laughs> Actually, creo que sí les ayudó the patrol. Those guys right there helped out a little, but mainly that guy you see there, Salty and uh, other good Samaritans um, did save the dog. If you can see like the close-up of that dog, he looks like stressed, like really stressed, but he's doing a lot better now. Uh, he's actually at the rescue, lost, uh, lost our home pet rescue. Uh, so if you don't find Rusty there, or I keep calling him Rusty the dog, I don't know why. From now on, his name's Rusty. Okay. Oh Did you just adopt the dog? I just adopted. <laughs> like, you go adopt him. Like, but maybe he's him. already been adopted. But if he ha if he already has, then look at other uh, dogs. Always adopt yeah. guys, and that's um, lost our home pet rescue. And there's so many, so many dogs, cats. So many animals out there that need rescuing. My friend, Cynthia, and Cynthia, if you're listening, I'm so happy that you found your dog. Her dog went missing for like, I don't know, it seemed like weeks. She kept posting <gasps> on social media um, and she was able to find uh, him again. So it's it's very important, guys, because I think that as I, uh, I've seen more of my cases where people are fighting over pets, like in a divorce. Uh, and so there's I've That's done custody crazy. agreements for pets because it's serious like people love their pets yes. especially under the pandemic where you had to say no to family where you had to say no to friends but you were still cuddling with your dog yeah. like that dog is a lot more important Poor to you cat. in your life that's you right know. so then it's, it's 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 nice and it's very happy and positive to see that people are being uh sort of reconnecting with their pets and finding right. their pets or saving their pets but yeah it's nice <laughs> next time jump in daniel that's the answer you jump in all uh, right <laughs> coming out of tolison uh this one's scary um i actually did share you know on my own uh social media about this kid matthew dubose i'm hopefully hopefully i'm not mispronouncing that but he was missing on may 11th um and luckily, gracias a Dios, he was found on May 17th. Um, I believe this was a runaway situation, um, but still scary. I mean, I could not, being a mother, you know, I could not imagine my child missing in any shape, way, or form. Um, but the positive, you know, the good that did come out of this is uh, community rallied, uh, elected officials, uh, of course, you know, police department um the entire neighborhood uh they actually formed a search party on may 15th and um although you know they didn't find him on that day um a good samaritan did actually uh spot the kid walking around you know just a uh, residential neighborhood um but i honestly do believe that they wouldn't have found them or recognized them without like all these social media shares right yeah. sometimes it, uh, you look and you scroll it takes what five seconds to share so um i always make it a point to any anyone that's missing whether it's a kid women or men just just share the post guys yeah and just really quickly as a plug uh soledad o'brien a great latina journalist she helped produce a series called black and missing one third of almost the 300,000 girls and women reported missing in the U.S. are black. Um, we need to find our black girls. We need to find our black women. And we need to figure out what the problem is. Because when you have 100,000 out of 300,000 individuals missing uh, being black women and girls, there's a problem. So if you guys have HBO, I really recommend you guys Google Soledad O'Brien's uh, series. It's four parts called Black and Missing. It's really good. 
Wow, I was not aware. I'm gonna have to check it out. HBO, you said? Yes. Cool, cool. Um, and the most exciting uh, news right now that uh, coming out of Mesa, um, we have a pay increase. So it messed up like, you know, teacher shortage. I mean, Arizona wide. Um, there is a salary increase for Mesa teachers. Um, starting for a new teacher, starting pay for new teachers is going to be $50,000. Um, and for current teachers, there's going to be a 4% increase in their salary. So, I mean, it's great news. I, I think teachers are underappreciated, especially during the pandemic. I think that's, it was like a big, big wake up call, you know, like how much teachers are doing, uh, the workload, the, just like the kids are dealing with you know teaching educating so much so much work goes into that um it is great news but there's still so much room for improvement there um just nationwide really um i really do believe our teachers deserve a lot higher pay rate um it really starts with education right um and i know that's something that's been big or lack thereof in arizona yeah, absolutely. That's really good. If you have a few thousand dollars, you're definitely going to help. Yes. And um, actually, it's I had a let me check my notes. Hold on. <laughs> there was that's 10 uh, percent more than the current um, forty five thousand five hundred seventy five per year um, nationwide. So, I mean, it's a start. That's really good. That's really good because teachers do a lot. They and do I mean, so much. Yeah, I've been working with them closely, volunteering at my kids. And you school. know what pisses me off? What? Hold on, we're, we're back to that segment. <laughs> what grinds your what, gears, what Daniel? Grinds my gears? <laughs> no, like parents that like complain, or like there's this whole thing about like, oh, what are what are our teachers teaching our kids about like being gay? I don't know. I have read stuff about that. Wait, what? But yeah, there's like a there's like movement. Uh, uh, don't say gay out of Florida, and just like all this like movement of parents. Thinking that the teachers are, I don't know, teaching kids how to be gay or, or I don't know, Marxist Leninist. I, I don't know what what these crazy ass parents think, but um, <laughs> yeah, parents needs to step the fuck up. To be honest, because a teacher's there to teach. They're not there to be babysitters. They're not there to, they're not therapists. Yeah. They're not there to handle all the issues that you put on your kid when you right. decided to have your kid. And if you didn't decide to have the kid, then blame a Republican for forcing you to have it. But once you have it and they're in school, that teacher has one job, not the 10 jobs you're trying to put on them. And so definitely they need to get paid more. Yes. I approve this message. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Please send me your positive stories because I can see like that 10 minutes of the hour. It's positive stories. And I know there's positive stories out there. So send it to us. Thank you for joining us for the next episode. We're going to talk about the in-state tuition for Dreamers, which is going to be on the ballot and what you can do to help to finally, finally help a lot of individuals like myself who had to go to school and pay three times as much without being able to get scholarships just to get an education. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.